0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the main event. You're here with me Daniel and Aaron. Aaron unfortunately we can't be joined by Nathan and Cameron today, but we do have their teams, which means that we can just completely slander them with, without them. I'm uh, back to
1: <sighs> Oh dear.
0: I can hear my reverb going on somewhere.
1: Have you fixed it? That
0: nah, it should be all right. So, we are just going to hang around just for a couple of minutes just to give people a chance to actually join. And we're doing better than last time. We aren't half an hour late, which is good. How's your day been, Aaron?
1: Yeah, it's been all right. Hair fever's kind of like, even though it's raining, it's like just absolutely. Every time the windows open or one of the doors get opened, it just absolutely wipes me out. And so, which is good because I'm going to be playing outdoors. going to be playing football later. (laughs) So I'll either be crying because of hay fever or crying because I'm losing and I'm out of breath. Yeah, probably the second
0: one, I think, more than anything else. How's your day been? That's going to be fun. I I like Uh, your job. Thanks. Yeah, I thought I'd thought I'd represent. Um, terrible. I had my COVID jab not too long ago, and it's just knocked me back every day. I I feel like I've just got COVID. So I'm around sort of twelve, twelve thirty every day. I'm just dying a death for two or three hours, and then sort of start living up again. So I've only started feeling like a normal human for the last twenty minutes. So we'll see how this goes.
1: Got a comment. Hi, Abdul. How are you doing? Hopefully you get Hello, a few Abdul. more people to join us. But if not, it's yeah. going to just go out in the podcast. Just some nice, awkward small talk. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we'll we can probably cut one nice, clean cut
0: away for the right. Spotify, uh, Spotify version of this. Like, just a quick cut. Leave everything else in, but we'll yeah, probably so, just wait until uh, ten past. I reckon. Then we'll just get going. Good.
1: The uh, other YouTube video is uploading in the background, so it might even come on during the stream, uh, which will be nice for you to just watch. Uh, do you want to give them a little preview of that, Dan? What to expect from that video?
0: A nonsense, as per normal. That's what you can expect from it.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, last
0: night. Myself and Aaron recorded basically a follow-up to our predictions for the group. We did that one-minute-each-speed-quick-fire podcast where we went through every single team, sort of give our thoughts, just like it'll all be in one podcast. And last night we recorded to just go through how that went, the good, the bad, Everything in between, just in terms of, you know, do we get anything right? Do we get anything wrong? Are we to be trusted? It turns out we are very middle of the road to be trusted <laughs> as a spoiler. Although obviously if you've heard the first the first podcast, the actual preview, then you're more than aware, I'm sure. And if you listen to us anyway in general for the UCL, you know that uh good at some things, not so great at others. Always learning.
1: Yeah, that's the thing with what- I think that's one of the things is that we're just fans just enjoying this uh, as much as anyone else and so um we're like we do research but we're not psychics yeah <laughs> so we try our best and we just enjoy playing the games and stuff so that's the main thing yeah i think uh obviously for this
0: for this live stream i think what we'll do before we go on our teams is sort of just discuss how to attack the knockout stages. I've seen a few videos from people who usually do FPL with how they're going about it. I think a lot of people have already made a classic mistake, and that is getting trigger-happy on the wild card for match day three. I think, personally, it's a no-brainer to not have to worry about the rest of the competition and just target teams For this round of fixtures when there are first place teams playing third place teams for the round of 16 opposed to rotated teams that have already qualified or teams that are struggling in match day three so or game day three whatever they call it these days the third week so i think because we both got wild cards left it's definitely such an advantage because we can go into this round carefree. You don't have to worry about anything other than who do we think is going to win and do well in this part of part of games, especially for the bracket with, you know, with Italy in. A lot of people are second-guessing Italy assets because, yes, they've got Austria, but then they're going to have a bit of a nightmare run if they are going to get to the final. We don't need to worry about that. So I think we may have to go through... What to do if you don't have a wild card? I think that's probably going to going to have to be something we've we've talked about this on the on the Champions League podcast ourselves. What what would you do if you didn't have a wild card? How would you be picking players? We're just diving right in now, sorted.
1: Yeah, um, what I tend to do is first go on the gaming hub or your way for games, whatever the app's called now and do the predictor game and see who i think is going to have the best routes to the final and so for last year's champions league i fought man city i could see them getting to the final and so i went heavily on their team compared to the others so even though i risked missing out on some of the assets of some of the teams uh thankfully i was able to Go through the knockout stages with a larger Man City team, and that what that's what helped me. Kind of working from the final backwards because you you just have to field your eleven players. Like you're not gonna do because you'll get the the lineups before the final, so you don't have to worry about your subs bench uh, or anything like that. But kind of work backwards. So like right before the final, I've got five transfers. And then I need to divide that over four teams and kind of get your spread as best as you can. Definitely the jump between the round of 16 to the quarterfinals is really difficult because in the Champions League game, at least you get two legs. But in, in this, it's just a one off game and anything can happen in a one off game. So it'll be really interesting to see how what how like how much of a difference there is between this and the Champions League one? A lot. But at least with this, it's it's just not it's not too many transfers. So I think those who have the wild card is a huge advantage. But for those who don't, just map out the route for the final and work backwards from there and say, right, I can really see these two teams get into the final and then try and get most of their players in. That's, that's how I would do it. It's just use the other games on the gaming hub to get you there.
0: Yeah, I'd say um, there's two major differences between this game and the Champions League game. You've already mentioned one, and I think I mentioned the other briefly. So there are no two-leg games here. Everything's one leg. So what we were able to do with the Champions League is if a, if a team wins three or four nil, we know that if you've got players from that losing team, maybe make those two of your transfers. That'll solve a few issues, and you get to maximise there. This, like you say, anything can happen. Also, with that as well, because it is just a one leg. Any draws are going through to extra time, and points still count. We've already talked about Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, and how we've been shafted by this before. So, if you think there is a low scoring game, I'm looking at you, Croatia v Spain. Which I think is just such a nailed-on nil-nil draw with how these two teams are playing. It'd be five-five now, guaranteed. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm still thinking it's probably gonna be nil-nil. If that is the case, then anything can happen in extra time. And there goes your potential clean sheets. So little things like that that you don't have to worry about in first leg games. It's just if it's nil-nil, it's nil-nil. With the uh, the second thing is that. Every team that qualifies for the Champions League finished first or second and is therefore a higher standard than the third-place teams that are getting through here. Now, granted, you've got the group of death, so Germany will still be a good team, which is absolutely fair enough. But there is a little bit of tosh getting through. Austria. Sorry, Austria. Love you as a country. Being there on holiday, it's absolutely beautiful. But the football team isn't great. I'm saying that like England have done anything particularly special, but there are some teams where you just think, "Oh, yes, we are definitely targeting you." Whereas in the Champions League, it wasn't really like that. I kind of think of too many teams I got through where you thought, "Oh, I need, I need this," I, I need a target team because they're playing Port or, for example, when Port were excellent in the groups and were always going to be a problem for teams. That is why I think, obviously, the wild card is important because you don't have to worry about, oh, well, are you going to play afterwards? So there are some teams to target for round of 16, just generally, which I think is quite nice to have, very, very different to the Champions League game where it's just not like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll, you'll see that, especially with my team, when we get to reveal, get to reveal it, that the extra... T- Time and points still counting because two seasons ago, because I got burnt so badly on the Atletico Madrid-Liverpool game, I've tried to go for attacking defenders as much as I can because mm. if a person gets close to keeping a clean sheet, the likelihood is that the other it's a low scoring game. Because the quality eventually catches up of both teams quite even. So I've just tried to get as many tack and returns as I can in my team. And yeah, you'll see that when I reveal my team. It might be a bad approach, but it's just the longer the game goes on and trying to keep a clean sheet after what's it, 120 minutes, it's, it gets very difficult. Yeah, well, that's it.
0: Once 90 minutes pass, it's going to be a lot harder to keep those concentration levels. And especially, I think centre-backs are going to be a position that are going to be the least substituted. So full-backs, especially the modern full-back, how offensive they are, you might get lucky where after 90 minutes, one of them's subbed off for the other one to give them extra energy, both offensively and defensively. So I think full-backs are going to be probably a better way to go, especially without ball recoveries. We made the mistake with the Champions League game the first time round where it was, oh, go full-backs like FPL, whereas actually there's so much value in the centre-backs because of their offensive threat from corners often, but also just the massive amounts of ball recoveries they get. But without ball recoveries in the game, it just sets it back to the status quo. Mm -hmm. Something that I've seen, just a few mistakes that I've seen, are people trying to play safe without quite doing the maths. So if you don't have a wild card. This is specifically for you guys. Have a think about putting in players that are playing against each other. I've seen this a few times where people are trying to play safe, so they've got like one Frenchman and one Belgian. Are they playing each other?
1: No, um, it's Portugal and Belgium.
0: Portugal, sorry, yeah. Sorry, I knew it was one of the big teams with Belgium. Sorry, it's Portugal, Belgium that are playing each other, so they may have gone Ronaldo and Hazard or De Bruyne or Ronaldo or Munier, Jota Munier, something like that, you know guaranteed one of those players is going out. Now, if you do the same with Ukraine, Sweden, which could be quite an offensive, but you're not quite sure what way it's going to go. So you go the two big boys in that, Forsberg, Yarmolenko, or you go Yarmolenko, because I can't really see anyone going for anyone other than Yarmolenko from Ukraine, and one of the Swedish boys at the back, the goalkeeper who have done really well so far you know guaranteed one of those are going out. So if you've done that twice, you know that two of your three transfers for the next round are gone, which means out of the rest of your team, you're effectively allowed one error. Otherwise, you aren't getting the full 15. One thing to remember, though, is you can still only play 11 players. So don't panic. You only need 11 of them to go through. as 10 10 outfield and a goalkeeper, really. So that is something to remember. You don't need to panic too much. But gratefully, because, as I mentioned, there are teams to actually target against, I think you'd be better off playing safe in terms of bulking teams that you think are going to go through, two or three players, maybe not four unless you've got a wild card. I've got a wild card, so I'll be going four for some teams. Italy, Holland, I'm not going to use, or Netherlands, sorry. Um I've been slagging everyone off. That's been saying Holland. Going, why can't you just say the Netherlands? And I've just
1: done it myself. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. idiot. So yeah, but with them, um, we've with got the a comment on YouTube, which is the same thing. So, oh, fancy Thomas Ooh, Bain, nice. Hello, Thomas. Uh, he's doing the same thing, heavy on Italy and Dutch. For him, very very smart. If you've got
0: wild card, go three or four. If you've got no wild card, two or three. Just in case, but what you can do is is really go for those teams and you the likely you've got to you've got to gamble somewhere along the line. Any team can get knocked out by anyone. So that's kind of a pointless way to think mathematically. You just think because it can happen to anyone, it can be random, it can be absurd. So go with who you actually think is going to go through for this round. Don't worry so much about the next round. You just want players to play. But for the five transfers, and that's where you can start fixing any issues mainly, because five transfers should really be enough, unless you've had an absolute shocker, which could happen. So don't worry so much about going super far. Just try and get through this round and appreciate that you've got Five transfers in the next transfer window. If you don't have a wild card, that's personally what I'd be doing.
1: And we have a uh, Daniel uh, joining us as well. Uh, it's I'm coming home. Fan of <laughs> yeah, I mean, debatable, debatable, Daniel. But I appreciate
0: the uh, the positivity. I've I've been burned too many times when you go to a World Cup with a midfield of Gerard Beckham. Lampard, Joe Cole in up front, you've got Wayne Rooney and Mike Alone and you know some great players. Rio Fernand, John Terry at the back, Ashley Cole at left back. When you go to World Cup with these players and struggle, uh, I don't get my hopes up. Although we have a ridiculously comfortable trip to the final as far as a final to a major competition can go. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we worth- can't mess it up. Especially really seeing
1: camp. like it looks like it, the tournament's pretty much played at Wembley for England. So Yeah, except for one right. game. Yeah. Trip to Rome. All right, let's get in, uh, to these teams. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Ooh, I don't know
0: who's coming up first. Again, Aaron, this is a mystery to me. You're the only one who knows. So just for anyone that missed the beginning, we are going to go through Nathan and Cameron's teams as well, and we're going to slag them off behind their backs while they're busy tonight. <laughs>
1: okay, so we've actually started off with one of their teams because uh, get it over and done with. Uh, it's quite hard to see, I guess. So let's see if I can change one of the settings. Oh, yeah. I'd like to say that. So, yeah, uh, reading across for those who are struggling to see, Benzema, Lukaku, Mbappe up front. Any thoughts on that plan so far?
0: Yeah, not not too convinced with that. I don't know if Cameron's got a wild card. I imagine he has, which isn't too bad. But I, I don't. I don't know. I think uh, maybe one Frenchman's enough. When you consider the other the other forwards who are playing other teams, I'm not too sure why you'd go Lukaku. He's obviously done well so far. We've got three goals, I think, at the minute and an assist. And I've had him all the way through the group stage every game. But against Portugal, with the opportunity to reset. Cameron, if you're in the car, stop looking at your phone, you lunatic. Drive safely. So and take Lukaku out your team. Um, yeah, you'll probably score a hat trick now. But yeah, I, <laughs> I personally wouldn't be going for Lukaku against Portugal when Immobile has Austria, Depay has Czech Republic. I, I think there's probably better options there. Uh, that being said, I do have a Belgian player in my team. But we we mentioned in the other podcast that the f- the forward places are an absolute premium. There's so many eligible forwards. But only three places that you can do. You can take those sorts of gambles in other areas, but up front, I think you've just got to go for the the best three, and that includes um, both form and fixtures. In this case, what about you, Aaron? How do you feel about those three?
1: I think it's. I, I think when you get to this stage, especially. Thinking about the way that Switzerland are going to play against France, I don't think there's going to be much room for Mbappe to try and run in behind. He might try and, you know, con the ref and win another penalty, but I think Benzema, I'm all right with out of the three just because he doesn't eat up as much budget and we've seen that he's the penalty taker. So, yeah, Benzema's uh, the best I'm, pick out of
0: those three, and I am yeah. biased because he's in my team, but. I think he's the most in form of the three and has the highest ceiling with penalties.
1: Yeah. So going into his midfield, he's got Aaron Ramsey, Jeannie Wijnaldum, Piscina for Italy, Pedri and Grealish on the bench. Uh, give my thoughts. I think Ramsey... Uh, I don't know, because I don't see Wales as the favourite, but then again, I really underestimated Wales in the group stage, as you'll hear about in the episode that's going to be released after this live stream. Ronaldo, I like. Uh, I think he's a good pick. Piscina, though, I don't see playing. Uh, yep. He scored in match day three, but I think that was a very rotated team, and Mancini said that that was to try and give everyone a chance. Obviously, he told his, his story and how he wanted to play as a... In the World Cup and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, so I think Ver- now that Verratti's back, it's going to be Verratti, Jorginho, Chiesa in the. Uh, not Chiesa, sorry. Uh, Barella Varela. in the.
0: It's the second the- time you've forgotten his name, Aaron. Oh, you got someone against him, <laughs> him because he plays
1: for Inter Milan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I'll have a problem with Oglu next year as well. <laughs> uh, Pedri, I quite like He's quite cheap. Uh, I think he's still six million. Um, but Grealish, I've got him in my team for now, but I'll go on and talk about him later Ooh. to kind of get all of that out the way. Any thoughts on the other midfielders, though, Dan? I like his risk with Ramsey. I do like it. It is a risk. I don't
0: think they're favourites in that game, but he he's such a talisman for for Wales usually, or he certainly has been in the past. Him and Gareth Bale, the pair of them. So if you want to take a punt and a bit of a risk, I've got no issues with that. Love the genie pick. I think he's the outstanding midfield choice of everyone. Pessina, absolute nightmare, because he is now fifth choice midfielder behind Verratti, Barella, Jorginho, and Locatelli. Mm -hmm. So I'd definitely get rid of Pessina. Pedri, I think, is a phenomenal player particularly for his age but I don't know if he's gonna get any returns I think he's gonna be the person that gets the assist of the assist makes uh, Spain tick but that doesn't necessarily result in good fantasy points and if you both got Jack Grealish I just think that's too risky because I don't even know if he'll play he should play he'd be in my team but I can't see Gareth Southgate dropping Raheem Sterling after he's got two goals in three games. He's the only player that scored for us, uh, so I, I don't know. Like Jack doesn't usually play on the right. Will he play through the middle? Maybe, and, but then Mason Mount could be. But it's just two up in the air. I don't. I don't know. So and in that. I think it's too much of a risk just for Jack Grealish to maybe get an assist against Germany, because I reckon that's probably what he's worth, an assist. So, yeah, I'd probably maybe maybe change Grealish and Pessina. If Pedri's so cheap, then that's fine, if that's going to enable other players. But if he's 6 million, would you not prefer Berardi? Playing right wing, nailed on to start for Italy, and has an absolutely mustard fixture against Austria. I'd probably go with
1: that. Just a couple of comments.
0: Yes. yes, Daniel, I agree with you. Berardi for Piscina is a very comfortable move to make.
1: And then Cameron's defended his team. Just based off the amount of chances, Bale creates for Ramsey and Verratti will be in. Uh, the, the second comment doesn't
0: make any sense there, Cameron, but the first one, absolutely right. I, I like I like the Ramsey shout. I think it's risky, but it's, it's a good risk. I think it's a good gamble. The... um. Yeah, the Ver- I, I, Does that mean he's going to put Veratian for Piscina? or does he think? Yeah, Verratti's I'm guessing so. There? So Pedri six million, Brody six point two. Yeah, there you go, 0.2. two. I'm sure Cameron can find point two million somewhere.
1: Especially seeing that you've just been given an extra five million. Exactly. Let's get on uh, to the defense, Cameron. Yeah, so the defense. Uh, you've got Kiar. I, I don't know if that's yeah, that's probably one of us can get Richard. Um And he plays for Milan as well, so that's nothing against him. <laughs> Lindelof, Dumfries, Eric Garcia, of course. Obviously. Uh, John Stones. Uh, and then I'm we'll gonna just cap- go for the goalkeepers as well. Donnarumma yeah. and Backman. So I'm going to
0: caveat Cameron's choice here with regards to Eric Garcia. For anyone that doesn't know, yes, we all know Eric Garcia is not going to play, but Cameron is in love with the man. I think they'd make a beautiful couple, and he's not going anywhere from that team. So future Ballon d'Or winner Eric Garcia isn't going anywhere, even though Pau Torres is going to start. So we'll just get that out of the way <laughs> I think uh, Kajar, Kajar should be Melee at, um, I think they're the same price still, if not maybe 0.1 difference, but Melee has got all of the attack and threat. So, Cameron, I, I think you should probably go for one or the other, unless again, this is some sort of moral choice because of his CPR skills. Lindelof, uh, I don't, Lindelof's done well so far. I, I think he's an okay defender. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's terrible. But points wise, and playing against Ukraine, who are shocking in their last game. I don't mind that at all, but I think there might be cheaper options than Lindelof in the Swedish defence. I'm not too sure. Uh, if there are, I'd maybe go with one of them. Like Danielson. I think Danielson's played just as many minutes. I think he's got one point less for Eyal a yellow card that he got, and is significantly cheaper at Cameron, so you might want to... It's not like Lindelof ever scores. He's going to score now, isn't he? But we're we'll going to go off the pass. Dumfries, quality choice. Um Mele has been in every game and hasn't got many points so far. Well, Cameron, so is Kajar. Uh has more points because Melee scored in the last game. I don't know what else you want from a from a left back. He scored. He scored a goal. Whereas Kajar's done absolutely nothing. Uh Daniel Suarez, Danielson has a better goal threat at four point five. There you go, Cameron. I think if you go for Danielson over Lindelof, that's gonna then Allow you to bulk out that midfield more go Kajar Kajar to to Melee and he's got more attacking that. They're likely to get the same clean sheet points, but Melee might actually get a goal or assist. The fact that he plays left wing back and has proven to do so already. Like I say, Dumfries is class, we've talked about Garcia. And I like John Stones. John like England, we've kept three clean sheets. He's been one of our best players and He's an attacking threat. Obviously, hit the post against Scotland. Not sure if I'd be targeting him against Germany. Cameron, I don't know if you've got a wild card left,
1: but I'm, I don't think I can play him with that. What do you think of the defenders first, Aaron? I like obviously I like Dumfries. Uh, that was one of our big misses. Well, one of my big misses in the group stage. John Stones I find is interesting because there's a lot of talk that England are going to match the shape of Germany which means that John Stones is going to go into a back three. So he's a lot more comfortable on the ball. Him and Maguire are compared to the other defenders like Mings, etc. And so whether that can raise the attacking threat that John Stones already has, I think, will be quite interesting because he's already a threat at corners, as we saw in the Scotland game. So I think that it's interesting. It's, It's honestly just such a shame that we don't know the full backs for England, and Mm. that there's so many. Uh, But that's just the the depth that they have. And with the rest, I think there's, like, for their price point, I think there's other options that could potentially have higher ceilings, especially for, at least for the Denmark game, I think you get to see the lineup before the match, and so that can give you a little bit of a head start to see if Melee is playing example, uh, as an example. And the goalkeepers, I don't... I mean, they're against each other. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, he's so, obviously put
0: Backman because he's the cheapest keeper and doesn't care. Which is yeah. a tactic. A, mm-hmm. i think I'd could, say it's a um, reasonable tactic,
1: but not when you've gone for such a budget midfield like Pessina and Pedri. I think what I would do if this was my team, and then I'm probably going to go and, and curse this, but take Mbappe out for someone else. That frees up some money, unless you go for Ronaldo. who I think is the only one ex- more expensive. But then that frees up money for Bachmann to potentially go to one of the Netherlands keepers. I think it's Ste- uh, Stecklenburg, who's around that price point. 4.7, uh, I
0: think Stecklenburg is, 0. 0.2. Even if yeah, he just and then that way you've the got Daniels them playing in. on
1: different days. Um and then you could also upgrade uh piscina up to baradi as was mentioned in the comments i uh, have got a comment here by Mitchell Hunter. I would go for Hi, mate. <laughs> i butchered this name yesterday um Spinazzola. I'd go for, over Lindelof. I didn't know if they how i didn't know Lindelof was that expensive, but I would agree if you can definitely afford I think he's one of the best in the game, so yeah, Mitch. I've got a
0: spoiler spinatola, so uh, I think that's a good
1: good shout. Okay, let's move on from this team. With uh, but who we got next, I Aaron? Hope, I hope that you overcome your your rank, Cameron. We're rooting for your comeback story. Do we even All know these right. are one hundred and thirty-one points? Yeah. So I just did them in order of where we are in the ranks, which just okay. happened to be the same order that we did it in the original podcast. So it's me. I've not confirmed my transfers yet because I'm too scared of the price rises and pricing myself out of certain players. So I hope that you can still see this. Just put it on. I think price rise
0: because I was confused about whether that happened before sort of like the update, you know, when they kick all the players out that aren't in anymore or whether it would be at the limit of the next transfer window, and it, it's at the limit of the next transfer window, Aaron, so you don't worry about losing value. It won't oh, happen cool. until the the transfer window's
1: ended, like the deadline's ended. All right, that's a relief. uh So, yeah, I can basically confirm this team unless uh, we see any any major issues with it. So, Strikers, I've went for Immobile, Benzema and Depay. Um, so all of them are around ten million. So that's a bit of a, a risk, but lets me spread out the funds. Um, Aaron, do we have the same down. team? Oh, we're better not. I think outside of four players, we have the same team. <laughs> it always happens, uh, and Nathan always seems to have the same team as us for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, joking. joking. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, these. team. I'm <laughs> I'm guessing we'll talk about these more when it gets to your team than uh, if you've got the same three strikers. But yep. going on to the midfield then, Wijnaldum, uh, I've managed to get De Bruyne in, Berardi, and then I've went Kimmich and Grealish. They're the two I'm unsure about because uh, I'm in two minds uh, whether to use my wild card for as kind of like a free hit or whether to try and play the game as best I can and own like the predictions and if it goes wrong then use my wild card Mm. so I'm in two minds whether to do that and I think there was a question earlier which is talking about the same thing would you still try to save your wild card for later stage if most players are not eliminated after the round of 16 so about saving your wild card Dan what are your what are your thoughts on that depends
0: on who goes through really uh, it's definitely a possibility there's no way that you would just want to be frivolously thrown away your wild card because you can there's value to it in every stage the further you go on in the competition the less value your wild card has because the substitutions uh, sorry the transfers increase from 3 to 5 to 5 so you it would be most efficient but everyone's situation is going to be different if I can get an eleven out, then I've got a question to ask, do I use my wild card or not? And it all depends on what my eleven is because if it's all my Italian players who then play, is a do they play Belgium or Portugal? Is that their bracket? I cannot remember. yeah, but yeah, it is, isn't it? Then do I want four Italian players? So it it all depends on what I feel will best maximize my personal situation. But don't just gung ho use your wild card because you said you were going to just evaluate your situation once the the rounds over and think well, how comfortable am I moving forward with this team? Because a, I think a wild card for the semis could be very very handy as well. But yeah, yeah, it, I don't think there's, at this point I don't think there's an answer, definite one way or the other, but. I'm certainly open-minded to keep my wild card if the opportunity presents itself. I'm not expecting it to. I'm expecting all my predictions to go horribly,
1: horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think you can see that in my team, that I'm in the two minds. I've got the four Dutch, four Italian players, and then the rest are... I've got two Germans against an English. I've got a Spanish player denmark player like and a french so it's uh it's not much room for many other people so um going on the midfield uh obviously i said i would talk about jack Grealish later my original thinking was that mount wasn't going to be ready in time but then i didn't realize that that was the last like that was the last game of this round So he could be back if they have... I think it's if they show two more negative tests. Um, Because they don't even have COVID. and That's the annoying part. So I think it would be... He would be back in training. It's just that he wouldn't... I think it's the day before the game. And so it's whether he can... He hasn't trained with the team for these last 10 days. So that's where the risk lies. Plus, I think Grealish is going to get subbed off early again. So I think the reason i stuck Grealish in for this draft is he's went down in price, but just to kind of show that there's a question mark over him and I can get another player around that price point, which is why I wanted my massive 0.1 million left in the budget on show. To show that I'm I'm able to get someone in and around that price, and hopefully someone in the comments can give me a suggestion. Hey, who's it for seven point four help. million? Yeah, he went used went down in price. Nice. Um but then I've got Kimmich as well, who's six point two, and that's kind of annoying because I don't I would preferably as well, isn't he? Yeah it'd be great if he was still a defender because he's, I mean, he's a wing back now and that's the annoying part, but I'll, I'll go through my defenders real quick. Like I said before, I'm going attacking. I'll just bring it back up onto the screen. Um, I've Mid- went, all, tried to go as attacking that's as possible. Either. So <laughs> Spinizola, Dumfries, Melee, Gosens, and Alba. Just trying to get every attacking defender in the game in there.
0: I I do enjoy the Jordi Alba pick. I don't have him myself just because of the price, but and also, I mean, I said nil nil earlier on with Croatia. But my thinking behind that is the extra time thought. Mm -hmm. I I just don't like that. Just don't like the idea of it. It's got Liverpool, I thought, written all over it. Kimmich. I'm so disappointed in you Aaron for going two german players against England. I'm very disappointed in you. Uh I mean I've got one german player but not two. <laughs> yeah I think uh on if you wanted a little suggestion from me I'd downgrade Kimic. How many have you got one? I'd downgrade Kimic to some kind of fodder player if there's any like five and a halfs so knocking around or five sevens, five, something like that. And then upgrade Grealish to Forsberg, maybe. That's a uh, good shout. Forsberg, 7.7. 7. 7. 7. 7. 7. So you need, you need 0. 0.2 million. So is that a, oh, is that a six? Is that right? So, yeah. So you need, oh, you only need, so you can get a 6 million midfielder again. Another one.
1: Uh, so How much is the Denmark player that scored that everyone had into their team? Forgot his name. I think Nathan's got him he, in his he, team. He is. I'll find out for you. Do you want to talk through your
0: keepers, and I'll find out the the price for you? On yeah,
1: the, yeah. So Donna Ruma and Stecklenberg. Just because I can see them. I was in two minds about Stecklenburg, whether to go for Olsen for Sweden. And I'm not sure if they're the same price. I think they are. So just kind of the play on different days and got e- got a good route to the final. But I've still got the double Italian defence, which is working really good. Oh, that's who it is. Thank you, Abdul. Oh, God. 5.9.
0: 5.9. I just
1: so if so I, I go from Kimmich to Damsgaard, Grealish to Forsberg, it looks a pretty yeah. good team. I think that looks better. Q Joshua Kimmich goals, assists, monster.
0: <gasps>
1: yeah, I can see it happening already. Any last thoughts on this?
0: Nah, I th- we're by the time we get a minus, I, I can't, I can't really say too much. I-, I reckon we'll probably just talk about our picks. When we do get about why we picked the why we picked the forwards and the midfielders, because the six in your starting eleven, I've got I think so.
1: Okay, this is Nathan's, so there's no, it's not a massive difference if I just put the team on. So his strikers are Immoblade, Blade, Depay, and Benzema. So same, same. Uh, This is Nathan's second draft, just to give people a little bit of. Perspective. so he sent us a team then cameron sent his and then he changed his team and said use this one instead so nathan if you're watching you can defend yourself in the comments but get off your phone <laughs> if you if you are <laughs> um his midfielders wijnaldum pogba insigne Damsgaard, and forsberg uh, That's sort of what Pogba sin- Yeah, F- Pogba. Yeah. I can just hear Graham Soonis in my head. Yeah, yeah he's been good. He, he's, he's been mixed.
0: I've I've heard someone say he's got a shout for player of the tournament so far. I don't know what games he's been watching. Uh, Pogba played excellently against Germany. First half. He was... And then bits and troughs in the second. Uh, he was awful. Absolutely awful in the second game. And again... Sort of a bit sporadic in that third game against against Portugal where he was just pulling out moments of absolute genius followed by 10-15 minutes of being completely invisible. So if he can just if he can do it for multiple 90 minutes in a row, he's unbelievable. But it's just flashes, it's just flashes of brilliance. But that's all you need for fantasy. It, it's not oh who's the who is the best player, who's doing this, it's just who can pull out a moment of magic. I think Pogba's limit is probably assists at this point. And against Switzerland, I think that's fine. But as we move on through the competition, I think it's going only gonna get harder and, and harder for them to, you know, for him to make an impact against the big teams. So, I don't think I don't think Nathan's got his wild card left. I'm sure he's used both of his chips. If yeah, I remember he rightly, used, he's
1: used them both. So uh, you need to so be playing would, this. We need,
0: so we need to look at this through a different lens because he's. We can all change our teams. We can mess around, but for him, he's committed to Immobly, Insignia, Pogba, Spinazzola, Pau Torres, Donnarumma, Benzema.
1: Look Hernandez. And doesn't matter about that. There's not a huge spread of players. He's got three French players, four Italian, three Dutch, two Danish.
0: I like that. I like that he's not spread because he's put his eggs in smart baskets to get through the next round. So I think his spread is intelligent.
1: Mm. Uh, It's just uh, just huge risk if, if an upset did happen. Because I'm more concerned with that side of the the bracket, because on the on the other side he's only got the Netherlands and For- Danish no, got, and Sweden. He's got Forsberg as well. Yeah, he has got the Netherlands said them at the he's, end. Got,
0: he's got five, so he's got six. If I was him, I would maybe I would lose some of the French boys because I just think once if they dispatch of Switzerland like we expect, once the next round comes along, they're not in for a great time. Although, do they have if they beat Switzerland,
1: they've got Croatia or Spain, don't they? Who France? Is that right? Sorry, I didn't know which team you were talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, is that France? I'm gonna get the uh I'm gonna the bracket up. The bracket up, yeah. I've got all the players up at the minute.
1: Here we okay, go. So, all right, you've got it. Yeah, so time. we've got,
0: yeah, so France will play Croatia or Spain, and they've got to fancy themselves in that game. So, you, fair, you know what? Fair play, Nathan. I think I, I like this. The only thing I don't like is your second goalkeeper. But obviously, if you don't have the money, I if just my personal opinion. Although I like this, I'd probably drop Insignia a
1: Berardi and then upgrade the second goalkeeper. Other than that, I quite like it. What do you think about Hernandez? Obviously, we've seen... I can't remember where I saw it, but apparently Deschamps has a habit of, if France are comfortably winning, Hernandez is straight off at halftime. And apparently that has lasted like a year and a half of every French game. So uh, maybe maybe don't pick him then. Uh,
0: maybe Pavard, no point five yeah I, yeah, I think Pavard is probably Pavard's going to be safer. Uh, Kunde provided literally nothing down the right hand side because he is a centre back. It's not his fault. Uh, I mean, he, t- he occasionally plays right back for Sevilla, but normally he's just a marauding centre back. Likes to work his way through the middle and sometimes finds himself on the right but he did nothing for France. So I think Pavard is probably likely to play most of the games at right-back. The one thing with Hernandez is Dinier got a muscle injury, so I think he's going to be safer than ever. I'm still frustrated at the fact that Teo Hernandez doesn't play left-back, he doesn't get a call-up, and Luka Hernandez doesn't play in the middle because Luka Hernandez is their best centre-back. He plays left back. He plays left back for Bayern as well most of the time, but when he plays centre back for Bayern, he's their best centre back. It's cr- it's crazy, but I'd personally be having that. Here we go. Livkovic, five million. Netherlands goalkeeper, four point seven. There you go, Nathan. Double up on the on the Dutch goalkeeper. I think that would be a smarter way of going yeah. opposed to a keeper we- that. Might not even get there. it's he's done the old edgy bets with with Spain and Croatia, I think, so that is a guaranteed one transfer that needs to be made, so maybe that's why he's done it if that's his thinking, then that's reasonable thinking it's not something that I would do uh but he does like I say he doesn't have that wild card. i'd I'd probably go for Stecklenberg and Suppose it's rough if <laughs> if the Dutch get knocked out like and you've got four players. So there's a bit of a risk. I don't have don't have too many complaints about that, Nathan. Well
1: done, mate. Well done. Good team. Other than that, you're ahead of me and I'm not happy. All right. <laughs> On to your team, Dan. Oh, that's better. I to mean, make sure send it like you sent that picture to me. Yeah. Crop it. Uh so, yeah, um, let's talk about all three of our forwards. So we've got Immobile,
0: Depay, Benzema. Switzerland love to concede. That's what we've said before. So I don't see why he wouldn't have Benzema. Penalty taker, most informed striker between the three. Griezmann's been playing too deep. And Mbappe, I think, just once, once all the his name in lights, doesn't he? That's, I haven't seen him do anything utterly fantastic other than that goal that got disallowed. Uh, so, I, I don't know. It's been a bit of a mixed bag from the French forwards. Benzema had a nightmare against Hungary but played phenomenally well against Portugal. So, I'm just I'm just hoping that he carries that form through. You've got to pick one. Benzema's the cheapest and that allows me to put money elsewhere. A mobile A, streaky striker. He's played two, scored two. Could have had a hat trick in that second game. And, He's up against Austria, who I think might be the worst team left. I th- might be. I'm not sure of them, Ukraine. But uh, I, I fancy Italy a lot against against Austria. And Depay, again, he's been great. Goals, assists, is on penalties and is playing against the Czech Republic. Again, another third-place team. I I've got a wild card, so I can afford it all to go horribly wrong. Midfield, Genie comfortably been the, the outstanding midfielder of the tournament with regards to this co- competition, I think. Uh, De Bruyne, he's looked absolutely must since coming back. It doesn't matter who he plays against. He's world-class. He can do absolutely anything against anyone. And this is what I mean earlier about... The forward places are a premium. The midfielders really aren't. So I'd rather have De Bruyne and another forward than Lukaku and another midfielder. So that's why I've went with De Bruyne over Lukaku and then still stacked my three forwards. But all at around 10 million, is uh, it means I can comfortably afford De Bruyne. Berardi, 6 million, guarantee to start. Which puts him above a more uh, Insignia, sorry, especially with Jorginho on penalties, not Insignia. So yeah, go over Berardi. And I've got I've got Goretzka and Forsberg. I'm really happy with Forsberg, especially for his price, penalty taker, and a scoring goals. Goretzka is in danger of coming out. Uh, I, I one players. I obviously want three players that are playing on the last game or the last game day in terms of my defenders. So, oh, sorry, just in terms of my outfield players, sorry. So, yeah, I I wanted someone playing on that day, and Goretzka's the right price, and he's a world-class midfielder. He scored an absolute rocket in the last game. He's always capable of scoring. He's a big lad. He can put himself about. He's a danger from set pieces. Yeah, so I'm just unsure. Only because he's playing against England. If he was playing against anyone else, I'd be really comfortable with him. Defense, I've gone double Denmark, that might change. It's just for the price, four and a half million apiece. It's hard not to have them. Especially when they're playing Wales, where you know, if Gareth Bale could turn it on. But I think the way that Denmark played against Belgium is a is a good sign that against world class players that they, they can do well for periods of the game, ultimately it took the best midfielder in the world to rip them apart. That's what it came down to. Belgium didn't have a sniff before then. I've gone for Dumfries and Van Anhalt. So if I wanted more money, Van Anhalt could be Danielson and then Olsen at Sweden could change to Secklenburg. And then I can't upgrade Goretzka. It's just what midfielders would I want for seven and a bit million? That's what I need to decide. So it's a case of, do I upgrade Goretzka with that extra million? But I think Van Aanholt's attacking potential is really been on show. He's unlucky not to have more assists. Spinazzola, I, I don't think I need to justify him. Dumfries, again, I think he's going to be in every team, him and Spinazzola. Donnarumma, three clean sheeps, uh, barely sheeps? sheets. Barely sheets barely made a save so far which is a great sign i don't want my keeper to be having to make 20 saves in the group stages like some of them have it's a sign that at least defense is solid and they are controlling the game in midfield but yeah i've got three players that play on the last or two that play on the last day and one that plays second last so i, I do want my starting 11 to be playing in those first two days realistically
1: I think it all looks good. Obviously, Van Aanholt is the bit of like the puntier choice of the full backs. Because when the competition started, I didn't even know. I think we were all like, oh, Vindal will play, Vindal will play. But Van Aanholt is looking solid. Um, And obviously, that's another... Transfer and attack and return. While I think a lot of people will be going the goalkeeper, so that gives you a little bit of of an edge. Uh, We've got a comment here, which if you do this, we will end up having the same team. How much is Goretzka?
0: Goretzka, I believe, is six point four. Uh, Let's have a look. My team. Uh, Price, Goretzka, is 6.4. I don't want to fall into this god hype train. He scored a great goal, and he is cheap, so I can definitely see the value in it. But I think... Well, there's a couple of issues with it. First of all, he plays on the first or second date, does he? I he
1: think plays the, first the game third. is
0: Wales... Which is great in order to take him out. If he blanks, take him out. So that's really good. However, I need players that are playing on the last day for my substitutes. I don't know if people have looked at, you know, actually who are they going to substitute in when their player blanks. So if I'm looking at that last day, I need a midfielder from England v Germany where I can see the starting lineups or Sweden versus Ukraine. And the only choice really that we've got from that game, I've got Forsberg in midfield. And the other choice is Yarmolenko, but I can't afford Yarmolenko because Yarmolenko is eight or something like that, 8.2 now. So it's not just a case of who's the best player, who can do this, who can afford whatever. It's what's the plan? What, where do I go when players blank? And I'm not saying Goretzka is the ideal pick by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but it's it's something, it is a last ditch move I can go to. And hopefully the rest don't blank and I don't have to put them in. But I'd rather have someone to move to than, than have someone bad and, have, and then have nowhere to go.
1: Yeah, I think that Forsberg. Obviously, we've discussed that that's potentially a safer pick for me uh, than Grealish is. Do you have any other people that are kind of? If you could pick sixteen or seventeen players that you would have, that are just not quite in your team, but that you wish you could have in your team, do you have anyone like that?
0: Specifically, like for in like in midfield or just any position.
1: Just any position, really? Is there anyone who, because obviously we've got the same three forwards. For me, Ronaldo's in great form. Belgium are not great at the back. I just wish I could afford him and still have yeah. not sacrifice my team. Like, do you have anyone like that who you just can't quite get into your team, but you wish you had?
0: Uh, I think two players, I think Ronaldo and Jordi Albas, but. Alba's six point one is one of the most expensive players in the game. First position, and obviously I've mentioned about the the extra time thing. So I don't want to go centre backs because they're a bit cheaper, especially Pau Torres. Because that's a, that is one that's the one where I'm thinking: should I go for Siminchar to to Pau Torres? That that's that's the one that I'm going should I? But I like the idea of Denmark playing that first day. So I kind of know that I know what's going to happen there with regards to to my substitutes. And having a double, I don't know if many people will have a double Denmark defence. I think a lot of people go double Denmark with with the midfielder in there and one of the defenders, probably Melee unless you're Cameron and you've got Kajar. So yeah, Dam's Scott I think a lot of people will have him. So I think a double a double Denmark defence is a differential if it pays off. And I fancy their defence against Wales. I really do.
1: Something I've just noticed, which I'm not sure if it'll even play a huge part, but just in terms of the sides of the the bracket... You've got Saturday, Wales, Denmark, Sunday, like this is on England's side. Then you've got Netherlands, Czech Republic, which is on the Sunday, and then you've got the other two games on that side, England, Germany, Sweden, Ukraine on the Tuesday. Which means that when they meet each other in the semi final, there's been less recovery. Which is I'm probably just like saying something, but not actually saying anything. Kind of like Jermaine Genius.
0: Yeah, you've turned. Come to, I, I've said this many times before?
1: You are Martin Keown reincarnate. Sometimes,
0: <laughs>
1: but it, I, I just doesn't make sense from like an organization point of view. Like, wouldn't you not just have the first bracket play all of their games, and then the other side? I don't know. <coughs> money. Yeah, I guess money. money. And maybe it's maybe it's traveling and where they're playing, but potentially. I'm not bothered. It doesn't matter
0: for this game. So, uh, we should, yeah. So, there are our teams. Yeah. Um, Aaron was said that we would go through where we are in the leagues and all that sort of stuff. I know that people have been able to see our ranks to a degree or points. Do you want to? I think mine will cut off. So, do you want to talk about yours just real quick? And then I'll talk about mine and then we'll yeah. we wrap it up?
1: Yeah. So, like I, well, I was about to say, like I said in the other episode, it's not out yet. But match day one and two, I've got 54 points. Match day three, 59. Uh, pretty consistent, but not great. Yeah. Uh, Consistently average. Yeah. Just solid mid-table. Better than bad. And, it, and that's actually where I am in our main event league. I am solid mid-table. 36 out of 72. Um in the world uh two hundred and seventy-one thousand. So but you know ouch. that you can make it up, you know that you can make it up in the in the knockouts. If anyone's concerned
0: about the rank, don't be because you can make up so much ground from people that have spunked all the the chips already and from your tactics, playing knockout fantasy football, you can make it all up or throw it all away. So just, just go all out. Don't worry. As long as you're not like, as long as you're not like a million or something. I think then then the dream's dead. But if you're if you're within you know the top sort of ten percent of the game or whatever, I I think there's
1: hope for you to to shoot right up. Which thankfully I am. Yeah, so just just about. So,
0: for me, I am overall 23,000 in the world. Uh, just under 3,000 in England. Uh, where are my points? I don't even know how you see my points, Aaron. Here we go. So, I had a bad, pretty bad first game week, uh, or first match day. Uh, I got 58 points. Oh, well, you never... It's one of them things. I limit list in match day two and got 69 points. And then just did all right uh, for match day three. Didn't use any of my chips my or anything. And I got 73 points. So I am currently exactly 200 points. And I think the only nightmare I've really had is um, Ferran Torres on my bench for six points in the last game because... He started on the bench. So I didn't put I put Gorsons on for a one pointer instead of Ferran Torres on for six. So I could have an extra five points out of that. But on that, it all went fairly smoothly. Like I say, I we mentioned it on the podcast coming out. I had double Denmark defence. And for anyone that had those Denmark players, I don't think any of us begrudge having a bad score because Christian Eriksen's looking up now. So that's uh that was obviously the most important thing. And that is something that you can't legislate happening. And 100% had an effect on the game. And like I say, it's completely irrelevant. When you know the points got confirmed, I was really not that bothered about it. Uh, and, you know, uh, me- Melees in the last game had a, had a great points total with eight. So hopefully the pair of them can take it through. I'm, I think I'm going to keep them. Out of principle, I think I'm going to keep a out of principle out of principle for these cracking CPR skills.
1: Yep, do it. No complaints. no complaints. I'm going to hope that I can climb the ranks. That's my main goal. I mean, it's everyone's goal, but yeah. good goal, Aaron. I'm just going to enjoy the games.
0: Okay. Incredibly obvious.
1: That's what I need to do. Stop grading cursing, start stating the obvious. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. Yeah. So alright, well I think that's that's it for this. Uh our mm-hmm. other episode should be coming up within the next couple of minutes. I mean I've not had anything ping on my computer that went wrong, so uh that's not necessarily fantasy related completely. It's just us saying what predictions we got right, what we got wrong, and uh yeah, nothing yeah, I'll um oh. I'll Retweet or tweet the uh, the
0: links as soon as it comes up. So if you if you're on Twitter at night, I'll post that. Like I say, it's there's not too much going on fantasy wise with it. It's not like you need to. Oh, I need to watch this before the do and need to watch it whenever. It's just based on our first predictions of the groups and our minute rundown of each team, who to target, who not a target. We're just basically either bigging ourselves up or completely slandering ourselves for how stupid we were for saying some things. So it should just be a bit of a laugh, but uh, get us on Twitter at UCL Fantasy Pod if you haven't already, and we will see you next time. Of when is next time, Aaron? Have we got an idea? I, we weren't going to do any. This is our fifth one now, and it's just because people ask us on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, not doing
1: that. I guess if people if people have certain things that they want us to go over, just tweet us, and we can yep. make sure that we get an episode out for it. There, I mean, there is a couple of days break in between each round. So if you want us to cover what to do, if loads of players are out, how to do that kind of stuff, just let us know and we'll decide yeah. whether it either just send it in a tweet or actually do an episode on it. If we get enough responses, we can kind of see that a lot of people are in the same boat. And we can help a, a lot of people out. So
0: yeah, I imagine but, we'll be doing
1: a, a wild
0: card episode for the next round because Yeah, It's likely at least one of us is going to be using a wild Say that, we've both got pretty much the same team, so never know. Uh, It all might change. So thanks very much for watching, everyone. We really, really appreciate it, as ever. And like I say, we'll see you next time. If you've got any questions, just get us on Twitter. We'll see you there. Bye now. Bye.